Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Lady. so what? It's another Ripley's Odyssey. Uh, we've got the 1919, the 2020 Ripley's Believe It or Not, All Weird, All True book. And we're going Andy, to randomly... Andy, we're 20 years into the n- n- new millennium. I know, yeah. What's millennial? That's a thousand years, isn't it? So it's not much. But don't think a century. You're still. You said nineteen, which I, I don't blame you for. I always think it's nineteen something. Well, I, I thought I was still on Roy the Rover's time. Do you know what I mean? Because that's the nineteen eighties. The point I'm trying to make is, mate. We thought, oh, won't it be weird? Like Pulp Song. Let's all meet up in the year two thousand. Yeah. And we thought that was a far-fetched space age type yeah. fantasy. Now, we've been in it 20 years. We're 20 years, we're balls deep balls in deep the 21st in the, century. In the 21st century, yeah. I mean, even Prince, 1999. That was out in we 1993, like, wasn't well, it? Well, that's, that's Prince. He's a madman. He's a maverick. Yeah. He's saying all sorts. And do you remember when everyone said, what was the Millennium Bug called? The Millennial Bug? Y2, Y2K. Y2K, right? Mm. Do you remember how everyone said Prince had predicted that in the lyrics to 1999? Yeah, party over, oops, out of time. You and can't everyone thought, he fucking knows. Your digital watch is going to pack up. Yeah. I, you know, was a huge Prince fan. I, you know... There's no past I, tense about it, mate. I'm a, I am a huge Prince fan. Thank you. I recently published my top... Spotify sent all those... Um, you know, your algorithms for, that they've been, been spying to, on you. What we know about you. Yeah. Yeah. And instead of going, oh, that's horrible, I'm like, great, I love this. <laughs> and Prince was my most listened to artist every year, five years running. Great. My credentials on Prince are impeccable. But I did not believe that he was able to foresee the millennial bug. No. So a lot of people who are less into Prince than me were convinced that it was definite we were fat. The planes were going to fall out of the sky because mm. Prince had foreseen it. But I thought, nah, Prince is great in every way, but I know that he can't see the future. And I know he wouldn't have given a fuck anyway. Mm. It wasn't really his thing. All Prince was really interested in was fucking. Having it That's off, yeah. All he cared it. about was having it off. And it's all he thought about. And every single song is about having it off or a plan. Yeah. So often a lot of his songs just outline a strategy for having it off with someone. Yeah. Right. Having it off and laying down some tunes. That was it. Yeah. Having it off and doing tunes about it. One of the Onion's funniest things of recent times, because the Onion's sort of gone downhill, hasn't it? I don't really read it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But one of its funniest ones in recent years was when it claimed that Prince's archive 
had been unearthed in the in the ba- deep basements of Paisley Park. Mm. And for the last five years, all he'd done was record hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Billy Joel cover versions. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he'd been doing in the latter years of his musical life. And he was just preparing to release them all in one <laughs> massive splurge before he died. <laughs> Do you remember where you were when you found out he died? Yeah, I was at the radio and I had to announce it. Fuck, on really? And I was... Yeah, I mean, it was very upsetting for me. Shit. Because I had to sort of hold it together. Yeah. But uh, it weren't easy, you know. I was at uh, Goals Five-A-Side Soccer Centre in Sunderland watching me yeah. kid playing football, doing football and training. What? Who told you? Uh, I got a text, I think. Oh, I was reading Twitter. Yeah, it came through on Twitter. So my, my producer, in fact, Mark, came yeah. and said, Oh, Prince is dead. I was like, don't just fucking tell me like that, mate. This is awful. Um, and feel it like that. <laughs> I think we got Alan McGee on the line, and he was a bit, and he he did a tribute. But mm. there's a great text that, that that Mark has kept and that I've shared on social media. I don't know if you've seen it, but he texted no, he had Noel Gallagher's number, so he oh, texted yeah. he texted Noel Gallagher and said, "Noel, can you come on Sam Delaney's show on Talk Radio to talk about Prince who has just died?" And the response from Noel, which came back immediately, was, sorry, mate, I'm shit-faced. <laughs> <laughs> and he's kept he's kept that text forever. Um, so, yeah, it was a shame when Prince died, wasn't it? But Actually, I remember the very first time I was in the studio at Talk Radio with you, because I used mm. to do the Get In The Sea roundup, but I did it on the phone. Yeah. But I was in London, and I came in, and it was yeah. the day that Ronnie Corbett had died. Oh. So I had to do an impromptu tribute to Ronnie Corbett. Did you? Did you do our... Um, Ronnie Corbett uh, yeah. obituary. I was there, yeah. I think I was there when the news broke. Yeah, well, that first year at Talk Radio, it was 2016. And broadcast I'm sorry, I've got mate. I haven't had breakfast. <laughs> See, this happened on Athletic or Mince once, and there was fucking uproar. So just think on, right? Who was it, you or Bob? It wasn't me. It was him. It was Bob. Yeah. I'm just well, saying. People don't like it. People on podcasts like authenticity. Okay. Well, you're they, like, they like crumpets. They like no. It's a bit of toast and peanut butter. First <laughs> mm. thing I'm eating all day, and it's eleven oh four. Anyway, get in touch, everyone, boys and girls, if you enjoy listening to Sam eating on this podcast, I'm doing a special one <laughs> that's just me eating. It's a spin-off podcast. Anyway, um, loads of people died that year, didn't they? Oh, it was 2016, to, wasn't it? Yeah, I had to cover all of them. Yeah. But Prince was easily the most painful. I remember as well, there was like lots of people, futurologists, if you like, were all mm. kind of saying, well, yes, this is how it's going to be now because because basically show business boomed in the 1960s and yeah. you've got so many yeah. more celebrities than there used to be. So it's going to be like this every year from now on. Fucking Get wasn't, ready. Everyone's dying. It fucking wasn't. Everyone died. We were attacked by a calendar year. We were attacked mm. by 2016. We were, we were under attack. It we were under took siege. all the best people. It started with Boy on like the, the 10th of January or something, or the 12th of January, and it was just fucking relentless, right through to George Michael and Rick Parfitt on Christmas Day. Yeah. And fucking the bloke from the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, who else was there? The Victoria Wood, Carolina Hearn, Muhammad Ali, uh, Alan Rickman. You know, you could, the list goes on and on. 2016 was a cunt. Hmm. And I don't have to say that about a year. What wound me up was, though, I felt that Bowie's death 
got a disproportionate amount of um, coverage and comment. Yeah. Mm. You know, Bowie, I, went, I got sick of hearing people go on about David Bowie. Did you? Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> oh, Bowie. Oh, Bowie. Oh, Spaceman. Oh, is life really worth living without Bowie? It's like, why aren't they talking as much about Ronnie Corbett? Mm. Do you know what I mean? He contra- The thing is, look at Bowie's record sales. His best-selling album ever yeah. Yeah. was Let's Dance, the Nile Rogers yeah. one. Why? Because it was the best one, because, because Nile Rogers made it. But it's, right? not about, it's not about record sales, with Bowie. It's about influence. It's about the yeah, generation that influenced. Well. He influenced the likes of Spandau Ballet and Duran Duran. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Prince, right? Prince wasn't... Do you, do you know who wasn't influenced by David Bowie? Prince or George Michael? Yeah. And who's better? Obviously, I, Prince and George Michael. I bet I bet George Michael was a bit influenced by Bowie. All to them. One, two, three. Prince, number one. Yeah. George Michael, second. Nah, Bowie, second. Rick Parfit, third. Bowie, fourth. That's fair. <laughs> Did you know that Rick Parfit used to... Couldn't sleep unless he had... A bath towel between his thighs. <laughs> That's true. I remember Steers Core documentary that was on a few years ago, and he was he was talking about that. He found it he found it impossible to sleep unless he had a folded bath towel positioned between his thighs, and he'd lie on his side. That's fucking well, I, showbiz for I, you, isn't it? I sometimes put my hands between my knees when I sleep on my side. Right. And then when I wake up, I've got really bad pins and needles in them. I was listening the other day. Someone on Twitter said that in P- Pins and Needles in the Czech Republic, they mm. refer to them as mice. <laughs> mm. The Pins and Needles feel like mice to you? Mice in your hands? I don't know. I haven't had, a, I haven't had enough experience of mice running around in my hand. Mm. I had a rat Mixed run stick, over me it? once. I had a rat run across my fucking shoulders. What? It was one of the most horrible experiences. We were at a mate's house when I was about 17, and we were all sitting around. You know, free house when the parents go away. Yeah. Um, you're all sitting there. I think we were watching a film, probably Highlander, because around that age, all we watched was Highlander again yeah, and again correct. and again. Right. <laughs> we knew every line of dialogue in Highlander. Right. Anyway, we're all sitting there. And, um, you know, and so we would, you'd smoke weed and watch Highlander. That was mm. it, right? In fact, I unearthed some photos of one of these sessions recently. And on the table of paraphernalia that you always had as a teenager, there was always a table of paraphernalia, wasn't yeah. there? But what was interesting, and I have no recollection of at all, was that all of the cans were McEwan's. Right. McEwan's Lager or McEwan's Mc- I think it was Scotch McEwan's Lager. It was a red right. can of McEwan's Lager, right? Mm-hmm. There was loads of them. But I never remember that being a, a, a beer of my youth. Maybe it was just on the day these photos were taken, maybe there'd been a special somewhere on McEwan's Lager that we capitalised on. The red cans were McEwan's export, weren't they? I don't remember. I've got no recollection of McEwan's at all. Yeah, and then in McEw- these photos, I'll, I'll put the photos out later. You can yeah, uh, you can analyse them. Red, red can and it's got the fucking uh, what's his yeah, name? The geezer, the front. The fellow that on the man, front, yeah, John McEwan. John McEwan. Yeah. Mm, mm. So, anyway, so someone's taken a photograph. Then this is the days before mobile phones and cameras. Someone's actually gone and picked up a camera and brought it into the room where all of this smoking and Highlander viewing's going on and going. Pose yeah. everyone. No, no one's posing. Snappy, snappy. I don't know. Big I think geez. it must have been me. I've got the vote. I must have been you the camp. You took it. I think it was a case of Delaney the camp. 
Yeah, David Bailey. Here he is. Here's Delaney, cunt feet. Yeah. With, with his cunt camera. Look at him. <coughs> hey, everyone, I brought a camera. I thought it'd be really cool so we can look back when we're older. Ugh. Fuck off. I thought we should chronicle this moment forever. Yeah. This moment in time. Hello, we're all okay, sat there. Shut up. And this girl, Helen, knocks round. She wasn't invited. Mm. And to be honest, none of us liked her for various reasons. Oh, that's a shame. And she's come round, and since we last saw her, she's gone from being quite square to becoming a bit of a sort of a crusty, like a levelers fan. Right, yeah. And she's got loads of earrings and piercings, and she's got her hair shaved at the sides, but long still. Yeah. And, I don't know, she's sort of contrived this kind of slightly crusty image. And... um She's rocked up and she's got a fucking giant rat, a giant live rat <laughs> in her hand. But he's acting all casual about it. Like, yeah, what's the problem? This yeah. is my rat. I take him fucking everywhere. See John Ross. So we've all tried to play it cool, but we're all feeling, I, I was feeling very paranoid, you know, and I was really freaking out, but I didn't want to show it because at that age, you don't want to show it to your mates, do you? No. You want to act tough. Like I'm yeah. not scared of a rat. So we're sort of sitting in a semicircle on various chairs, all facing the TV. And she sits on the edge of the semicircle and she lets the rat free. Mm. And I've got one eye on this rat thinking, don't come round to me. But he's about 10 people behind me. And he crawls across everyone's lap, one by one. It's like past the parcel. Yeah. And I'm watching the cunt get closer and closer. And my anxiety Fucking is rat. growing and growing and growing. <laughs> And I'm clutching the chair and I'm hoping no one notices how scared I am. That was the pathetic bit. I should have just said, fuck's sake, everyone, there's a fucking rat in there. Get the fucking rat out. Don't let the rat near me. But instead I was like, yeah, well, I'm not really noticed, just really into Highlander. And the rat gets to me and it's just fucking skipped past everyone else, just run across their lap. The rat gets to me and I swear it's like all these things, it can smell the fucking fear. So when mm. it gets to me, it doesn't keep running. It stops. Yeah. It all crawls right, up. Hey, right. you look a bit scared. I think I'll hang around uh, for a bit. Don't you like rats? Uh, well, here's your chance to get a bit of fucking aversion therapy. <laughs> I would take right. one. It's all right. I'm a good rat. Uh, I've got the uh, gems. You're being a bit racist, to be honest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking crawled up my arm. This is a massive rat with one of those really long pink tails, like really horrible, right? It cl- the cunt climbs up my arm onto my shoulder. <laughs> By this stage, everyone in the room is looking and going, oh, oh, oh he likes you. And this girl, Helen, who's right here, she's like, ah, and I'm thinking, you cow. And he fucking gets up my shoulder and then he goes round the back of my neck and he sort of wraps himself like a scarf round my neck, right? This giant <laughs> fat rat. Oh, you're and nice. I- I'm having a cuddle with you. Oh, <laughs> this is lovely. Dead cosy. Are you enjoying yourself? Would you like a little kiss? Fuck off, rat. Don't be like that. I'm just trying to make friends. What are you Fuck off, you fucking rat. Oh, now you're showing your true colours. That's just ignorance. Ignorance judging me as a rat. I can't help being born a rat. Why do you fucking think we're all bad? I don't know, just go away. Would you say that if I were black? Or if I was Jewish? Or if I was gay? No, you wouldn't, because you'd know it would be upsetting and offensive. But because I'm a rat, you think it's allowed. You think there's an amnesty, don't you? Fuck, I don't know what I think. I just don't like your big fucking tail. <laughs> well, I was born with that tail. Perhaps I don't like your nose or your cunt feet. <laughs> How do you know about that? 
Oh, it was there for ages, and I think it pissed on me as well. Yeah. She said, oh, look, it's pissed on you. Only a little bit, but she yeah. was fucking laughing. I've got to have a little piss on you now. There's nothing you yeah. can do about it. It was really one of the most traumatic experiences of my youth. Um, and that is why I don't like rats. How did we get on to that? Can you I can't remember. No, oh, mind. yeah, mice. Pins and needles being like mice. Yeah. You said it. Yeah. So I've never had a mouse run around in my hand, but I have had a rat run up my shoulder. And yeah. I would say pins and needles is a more accurate description than mice, would you? Probably, yeah. Do you Should enjoy we, getting um, pins and needles, Andy? What? Do you enjoy getting pins and needles? No, not at all. No. No? No. I mean, it's all right, because you, you know it'll pass. Do you know what I mean? Right. Sometimes well, it's enjoyable. Is it? No. Uh, is that that some people like whip. to sit? Some people like to sit on their hands till it goes numb, and then, then have, a, have wank. a wank, don't they? Yeah. But I think that's childish. Yeah. Anyway, I do that. I wouldn't be doing that later on the day. Well, I, I don't yeah, wank whether it's and whether it's with pins and needles or otherwise. Oh. It's just all a thing of the past for me. Yeah, can't be triggered. Jalapeno. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Jalapeño. Should we um, have a look at the uh, the Ripley's book that we're here for? Yeah. Briefly. That's what people really want. We've only got about 30 minutes left because I've got to go and collect the dog from the groomers. But that's another okay. story. Um, he's off to get his Christmas haircut. Yeah, I don't know why you bother with that. You hate the dog and you're spending money on making him look nice. It's, the, it's a waste. You should spend it on yourself. Hate, hate's a powerful word. It's a love-hate sort of thing. I'm, I'm well. constantly irritated by him. It's nice that he's not in the house and I don't have to listen to this fucking barking every time a, a, a car door <laughs> So you sent him to the away. groomers just to get rid of him. Basically, go. yeah. Here's a fiver. Take yourself to the movies. <laughs> yeah, basically that's it, yeah. I think, yeah, you know, you've got to see Frozen 2. you like that. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just a dog. I can't take myself to the cinema. Well, you, have you ever tried? No, you haven't. <laughs> I can't sit still long enough. I can only see in black and white. It's a very colourful <laughs> film. <laughs> uh, right, so with random number generators, numbers 1 to 245. Let's see what it gives us today. Um, do we make the noise again? What was it? Random blob. Um, do your job. Tell us where to stick our gobs. Yeah. There it is. Page 89, Sam. Off we go to page 89. On a um, magical journey. Whoa! Tree tunnel. Now, oh, a I love tree tunnels. In the village of Ash Duran in Western Bali that goes through the, uh, a hole in the middle of a root of a banyan tree um, and uh, the road was built through the centre of the tree without disturbing the tree. I don't know why or how. I'm not really interested. 
Um, there's another thing there which just says illegal potatoes. Oh. That seems a bit more interesting to us. Definitely. Uh, get this. Potatoes were illegal in France for 24 years. Fucking they hell. were banned by the French Parliament in 1748 in the belief that they caused leprosy and were yeah. only declared edible by the Paris Faculty of Medicine in 1772, thanks to the work of Army Medical Officer Antoine Augustin Parmentier, who, while held prisoner by the Prussians during the Seven Years' War, had eaten potatoes and experienced no adverse effects. I fucking had loads of them. <laughs> Look at me. I'm strong as a fucking ox. Punch hey. me in the stomach. Hey, Didn't even hurt. Uh... government? Yeah, it's, uh, it's Antoine Augustin Parmentier, yeah? It's about the potato <laughs> ban. You know, I've, I've been doing a bit of work. I've been in prison, right? The Prussians have had me. Seven years. I've eaten nothing but potatoes. I've never nothing felt but spuds. Morning, noon and night. Right? Chips, crisps, jacket potatoes, mashed, mashed the lot. Baked, right? Pan fried, sautéed, as we call it in France. Dauphinoise. And I, to be honest, I've never felt stronger. It's fucking great. So... <laughs> I think you want to think twice about the ban. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> also, I've set up a potato importing company from Prussia, and uh, it'll be nice if we can fix up my meeting sometime. As soon as you can give that the green light, then we are fucking in business. <laughs> the Paris Faculty of Medicine. Hello, mm, Paris Faculty no. of Medicine. Who what is would this? you like to... Who is this? Uh, oh, I'd like to legalize. I'd like to have a potato. Oh no! No 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 no! no, no, no. You know our policy on on the pomme de terre. <laughs> why do you, why do they call them pomme de terre anyway? That means apple of the earth, silly cunts. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what they are, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but, about it. but I mean, you could say that about fucking anything. It's like calling a banana the yellow bendy apple. Well, maybe Tree they do. Apple. What's what's the what's the French word for banana? I don't know. Just, it's called banana. Banana. La banana. La banana. Um, okay. So that's good. That's, that's interesting. That's the one you can regale your mates with in the pub over Christmas. Um, hey, hey, lads, lads. <laughs> remember me? It's Sam Delaney from school. Yeah, it's nice to get together, <laughs> isn't it, every year on Christmas Eve. Anyway, listen to this. I've got a little fat for you. <laughs> oh, God, it's that bloke Sam Delaney, the one who used to bring the camera around to Highlander night. Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't got my camera with me. Anyway, I've got... Uh, listen, potatoes were illegal in France for 24 years. Can you believe it? Yeah, f- <laughs> fuck off, cunt feet. Oh, all right, fair enough. <laughs> and there's some bloke... No, hang on, there's some bloke who'd had nothing but potatoes for seven years. <laughs> he came back from Prussia, and it was it was all right. That sorted it all out. <laughs> Fucking whatever. Jesus Christ. Fucking hell, Delaney. You know, you know, fucking less weird are you than you were back then. Not only have you instigated this fucking meeting that no one really wanted, you <laughs> fucking ruined it. Maybe a shit potato lie. Not a lie. It's in Ripley's. In fact, I brought Ripley's with <laughs> brought, me because I, I thought it'd be a great everyone. fucking conversation starter. <laughs> There's one other bit on this page that's quite interesting. Uh, <laughs> Snowcar. Simon Laprice of Montreal, Canada, built a full-size replica, replica car out of snow on the street outside his house, and it was so realistic that a passing police patrol car even pulled over to write a ticket for the illegally parked vehicle. Well, Joke's Simon on Laprice you, dickheads, because it's melted. Simon Laprice is a cunt, and so is the policeman who put a ticket on it. Pair of cunts, Fucking sir. pathetic Canadian yeah. police. 
They haven't got enough to do because it's such low crime in Canada. They're going around putting fucking parking tickets on snow. Yeah. Oh, lots of Canada in it. It's all, it's all very confusing there. Right, let's have another page. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm thinking of going to Toronto next year because it's our um, 15th wedding anniversary right. and I've got some air miles. Okay. Uh, so if there are any canters who are in Toronto or know Toronto, please get in touch with advice about where to stay and what to do. Yeah, they're going to want to meet you, aren't they? They're going to want to, like, touch you and yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, no, we will not be meeting. Yeah, good. Make that quite there clear. Be that, that's, I can't make that clear enough. There will be no meetings between us. I just need, I just need to get some data from you. That's it. Yeah. I wouldn't have said the people who live there will be the best people to ask either. All right, well, anyone who's been to Toronto, get in touch and tell me some shit about Toronto and then fuck off. Does them Lonely Planet (laughs) books not exist anymore? Just go on one of them, have a look. Fuck those books. You want want bespoke information, not tourist guide shit. I want to go off the beaten track, man. Find some things that only the locals know about. Where's the local BMX track? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to do my skateboard. Exactly, that sort of stuff. All right, there's another page, 167, get on it. I'm hoping that the missus might agree to uh, something a bit adventurous sexually, what of it being our anniversary. <laughs> right, so if you've got any locations with great vistas, for instance, where we could go, I could try and rope her into doing it outside on, the, on the actual day. Can someone get in touch and tell me where the local Ann Summers is in Toronto? <laughs> i got big plans. Big plans. 15 years of marriage is a long time. you got to spice things up, haven't you? Get over there, buy some handcuffs. <laughs> yeah, fluffy ones. You know, a bit classier. Proper sexy. <laughs> oh, she's going to fucking love it. <laughs> when I handcuff her to me. <laughs> I'm going to take her all the way to Toronto, then we're going to have her off on a BMX track. <laughs> handcuff to... Hang off together. How about that? Don't say don't treat you right. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, page 167, please, Sam. Uh, what we got? Oh, let's have a look. I'm just going off the little headlines here. Um, oh, this is all pop culture, this page. So therefore it's dull. Um... What's this ready, steady, le- ready, set, Lego? Let well, me read this. It just looks like a big car made out of Lego. It's a big car made out of Lego. Yeah, Without the picture, you can't see it. Um, but look, let's be honest, right? The best chapters in this book are animals mm-hmm. and humans. Yeah, let's skip this one. This is just pop culture. There's a fucking bit about yeah. Chris Martin at a call player telling yeah, you what no degree he's got. No fuck about that. It's How the fuck has he got into Ripley's Believe It or Not? Jesus Christ. Ripley's Believe It or Not. The bloke out of Coldplay is the biggest cunt on planet Earth, according to the Paris Institute of Cunts. <laughs> they did a global survey and found Chris Martin out of Goldplay to be the most nauseating cunt there was. Right. Um, page 27. Find that if you can. And uh, this is just a, a one-page item. Oh, I like this bloke. Page. I've read uh, this one before. It says, Shedding Skin... And it's Om Prakash from Sajipura, Bakedi, India, has a rare condition called erythoderma, which causes his skin to shed each 10 days. 
Like a snake. Like a fucking snake. Hey, hey, hey. I'm on. Have you seen me skin? Look at that. Look at me cunt feet. Fucking they call, gain. They call me nature's snake on account <laughs> of my skin, right? Which falls off every 10 days, then replenishes itself. Yep. Anyway, enough small talk. What are you doing Thursday night? <laughs> Fancy coming up the BMX track. <laughs> um, we'll see Frozen 2, then we'll go BMXing if you catch me drift. <laughs> night BMXing, you know what I mean? Nighttime BMXing. Um, he has to moisturise his skin every two hours, but the disease has left him unable to walk as the friction caused by movement movement causes his skin to crack and bleed. That's I reckon that's sad. bollocks. Because no, it's not. I reckon he's lying. Because I'm looking at I'm looking at him and he does look awesome, doesn't he? He's got he's got a lovely moustache and a, there's a cheeky twinkle in this country. He's cunt got a nice side. hairstyle, yeah. And he's thought, right, I've got this fucking skin. I might as well monetize it. Right. Yeah. Uh start charging people to come and look, take pictures, yeah. all of that stuff. And but I can't be arsed fucking going to other people. So he go, Oh problem is I can see his legs, they look fine. He's like, Oh problem is I can't walk. Why not? Oh, because I get terrible chafing. Yeah. What with the skin? The back of the knees. Oh, they give me so much aggro, so I can only really sit here. You've got yeah. to come to me if you want to look at me. Yeah. he's uh, And he's got a lovely safety pin around his neck as well. I don't know what that's for. Yeah. Punk style. Uh, yeah. Um, Maybe he's a punk. It says... <laughs> I like the next bit. It says... Uh, he started showing signs of the condition at just five days old, and despite mm. his bleak con- his bleak diagnosis, Prakash insists people treat him kindly. No. Right now, I know I look like a fucking scary monster, right? But you're gonna have to treat me kindly. Be <laughs> nice, right? Or this safety pin's going cunt. in your fucking eye. Don't be a cunt, right? Because this could be you tomorrow. Anyone could catch this disease, right? I don't like not being able to walk. Imagine, have you ever had any form of chafing? Of course you have, everyone has at some point in their life. Imagine it permanently, all the time. Chafe, chafe, chafe over every part of your body, right? Imagine, it's called empathy, what it's like living with that, right? Well, that's me, that's my life. So, please don't be a cunt about it, right? That's all I ask. Give me a bit of money if you want, if you feel sorry for me. I'll take a few (laughs) dollars off you, but, you know. Yeah, I've started a Patreon like them podcasters do. (laughs) Right, I'll give you cunt. the link. You go on it, you pay me £3 a month, right? And, I'll uh, buy some cream. I'll buy the cream, and you, in return you can come and look at me. But not every day, twice a week. <laughs> it also says he spends his days making clear dolls for the village children and hopes to one day get married. Well, you know, best of luck with that, Prakash. Um, he hopes to find a, a woman, I guess, who doesn't mind moisturising him every ten minutes. Oh, do you know what this is reminding me of? And I warn you in advance, because this is a big Dawson trigger. The right. singing detective with oh, Joanne Wally. Joanne Wally. Whoa. Do you think Joanne Wally as the nurse in The Singing Detective who had to moisturise, what's his name? Michael every Gambon. Day. Michael yeah. Gambon, every day. Yeah. Do you think that could be the sexiest character ever on screen? I mean, I'm... I'm- biased because it was only 1986 when I was 14 so when you were, fo- were you were your most triggerable was, weren't you exactly so I'm, yeah. I'm biased but very possibly yeah I'll put it this it way was... I'm sitting on my hand right now in oh, preparation for after this podcast honestly I'll try and remember to put a link into the podcast do you know who I think would only just in my mind edge her was Mingna Merciless's daughter out of Flash Gordon I've never seen it fucking hell mate never seen You've it got 
why haven't you seen it? There's loads of films I've never seen. I know that, I know that. I'm not going to be one of these cunts who's like, oh my God, I can't believe you've never seen it. Because it's not, um, it's, hundreds of films I've never it's, seen. It's not a classic, but I would advise watching it because Migna Merciless is a hilarious character and his yeah. daughter is fit as. Yeah. Um, what makes it good is, is that she's slightly evil, which is appealing to me. I like, like, I, I like in a woman, my personal taste. Yeah. Is I like just the tiniest slither of evil right. in them. Yeah, the potential for evil in their eyes. You've 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 lost me. I'm on YouTube now looking for the singing detective, and and right. it's not on YouTube. You probably have to what? buy the DVD. Dennis Potter fucking be, put some sort of it. Yeah, it'll be on that Brit box or something. It might even be on um, might even be on Netflix or something. I'm surprised you don't have a box set of it. Well, I might be getting one later on for Christmas. I, I tell you what I found triggerable when I was, I think I was about 16 or 17. Mm. Lipstick on your collar. Yes. Also with Dennis Potter. With Ewan McGregor. And yeah. that was highly sexual. Like all of Dennis Potter's plays. Yeah. I mean, he's a dirty he, old he was, bastard, wasn't he? He's a real dirty bugger. Um, <laughs> and they said it was art, but I sort of think, really, it was kind of just for teenage boys to get their yeah. kicks from. In the days when pornography, especially on you know, video pornography, was extremely hard to come by, right? Yeah. The only way you got it was someone, or it was always someone whose dad was a right old perv, wasn't there, who had some. But anyway, things like Dennis Potter was just really servicing the adolescent boys of Britain with this stuff. But Lipstick on Your Collar was, if anything, the more sexual than The Singing Detective. And I don't know what happened to the woman in that, but there was this really, really sexy blonde woman in it who was yeah. the sort of main female lead. Ewan McGregor was in it, wasn't he? He was the yeah. Ewan McGregor was, was like the protagonist. Roles. He he was he was great in it. That's what made him famous, really. Um, and uh, but and then she, so he obviously went on to great things. And I think there was other quite famous, you know, established older British actors in it. But she was the female lead and nothing really became of her afterwards. Never heard from her again. Are you looking it up? She was called Louise Germain. She yeah. played Usherette, Sylvia Burry. Yeah. And then, fucking hell, she seems to have done very little else. I know, Ooh. it's very peculiar because she was amazing. She was knockout. I mean, I wouldn't say she was Joanne Wally, but she was there or thereabouts. Did a job. Joanne Wally had these enormous eyes, didn't she? Yeah. Like that was her really her big thing. Yeah. And then oh. she then she played Christine Keeler. Fucking hell yeah. Great film that, isn't Ooh. it? I'm gonna have to go and collect the dog now from the groomer, so this uh this episode's now over unfortunately. <laughs> Can you just tell also, me before have you oh, seen the film Scandal? Yes, I have. Good. All right. Let's just leave it there then. And I'm also going to go and buy the Singing Detective DVD box set. Yeah. And lipstick on your collar. And that as well. Why not? Yeah. Right. Thanks for listening, everyone. It wasn't as much Ripley's as we thought it would be, but, you know, that's what happens sometimes. We'll you be all back with something. another one next week. Uh, TTFN, dickheads. TTFN, dickheads. TTFN, dickheads.